Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Schwartz. I'm the lead pastor here at Lighthouse, and I really wish I could be joining you in person today, but as many of you know, I've had the coronavirus the last couple of weeks, and we felt like it would be best to quarantine one more weekend, but I really do appreciate your prayers. I can tell you by personal experience, this is not a virus that you want to catch, uh, to be sure, but I appreciate your prayers. I'm definitely feeling better and uh, am very hopeful to be able to join you in person next weekend. Now, with that being said, today is our Vision Sunday. We get to talk about what God has planned, I believe, for our church in 2021. But before we take um, time to talk about 2021, I think we need to look back at 2020 and actually take a little bit of time to celebrate all that God has done. Yes, I did say celebrate. So let's go ahead and watch this video that our media team put together uh, about what happened this past year in 2020. Touching it. 
So 2020 was quite a year. I mean, nobody knew what to expect, but it was really cool to see that God was in it, even in the midst of, of all of the challenges that we had in 2020. At the beginning of the year, we had a vision service for uh, 2020. And uh, we have a word every year that I feel like God has given us to give us direction for the church. And if you remember last year, our word for 2020 was deeper. And it was all about having a deeper spiritual foundation. <clears throat> so I went back and looked at my notes for that Vision 2020 service. And uh, we had two points from that service. It was when our spiritual foundation is deep, we can withstand trouble and we can be a shelter for others. And I don't know about you, but I needed every inch of my spiritual foundation to get through 2020. But man, God carried me through, carried my family through, you know, carried us as a church through. And I'm glad to report that even with all the difficulties that we had in 2020, we as a church were able to withstand them. And I do believe that we were able to be a shelter for others as well. Here's a couple of things where uh, that we thrived as a church this past year. First of all, was in home groups. We actually have more home groups. We have more home groups in 2020, 2021 than we did in 2019. And our home groups became a, a, a lifeline, I think, for our church family. I know that mine did as, as well. And so um, they grew stronger. They grew uh, more connected relationally, and they were able to support each other. And by the way, if you're not in a home group, um, fill out the card on the seat back in front of you and just turn that in and just say, I want to be in a home group, and we'll make sure to get you into a home group. So home groups definitely thrived in 2020. Also, our, our weekly attendance, I mean, man, that went up and down <laughs> throughout the year. Um, obviously, we didn't meet at all for eight weeks at the beginning of the pandemic, at least not in person. But uh, we were able to start streaming our weekly services. That was a new thing for us to be able to do that. And uh, when we were able to meet again, our attendance actually grew um, from, well, from zero to we were meeting about um, about 75% of what we had before the pandemic. And that's a lot because there are a lot of churches this past year that, that still haven't met. They weren't able to meet at all. And those that did, many of them were running about you know half the attendance that they were before. But we've been consistently running about 75% or more of what we were uh, at the beginning of the year. And that is a tribute to all of you and your prioritization of, of your spiritual condition and, and meeting together and the fellowship of believers, um, even over, you know, some, some personal safety uh, um, because you took a risk to come and meet. But I do believe that God sees that and is, is rewarding you and will continue to reward you for prioritizing his church. Now, our church finances uh, definitely took a dip um, this past year. And, uh, and for 2021, we've actually lowered our budget a little bit uh, based on our current, current giving. But overall, our giving was above budget for the entire year. Um, so I just want to thank you guys for your uh, faithfulness in giving. And, um, um, and we are looking forward to uh, a continued year uh, of being financially in a good place. So appreciate your uh, faithfulness in giving. Now, in the area of baptisms and salvations, 
in 2020, we, we, we were able to baptize nine people in the middle of a pandemic, which I think is crazy that we were able to do that. Um, and not only did we baptize nine people, but we had 15 people who either committed their life to Christ or recommitted their lives to Christ uh, through the church this past year. And so I'm super excited about that as well. So just a couple of good things that happened in 2020. And I know it was an incredibly challenging year, uh, but God led us through it. God led us through it. And I believe that we as individuals are stronger. I believe that we as a church are stronger and that our foundation is definitely laid deeper. So now, now looking forward to 2021, I've been praying about this for quite a while and saying, Lord, what do you want to do with us and with the church this next year? And I think it all has to do with the fact that we are in a incredibly opportunistic position, if you can say that word twice. Um, but we have an incredible opportunity in front of us. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. We are on the backside or will be on the backside of a worldwide pandemic. People around us are desperate for hope. I mean, we see that everywhere, right? People around us are desperate for truth. People around us are desperate for kindness. They're desperate for love. And they may not realize it yet, but really the people of this world are desperate for Jesus. They're desperate for Jesus. And I believe that now, more than any other time in my lifetime, and probably in yours as well, people are open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're open to the love of Jesus like never before. So here's the deal. We, as a church, need to make sure we don't miss this opportunity. We need to take the love of Jesus to the people around us. So our word for this year comes from a section of scripture known as the Great Commission. This is where Jesus is giving kind of the final instructions to his disciples. It's in Matthew chapter 28. Let me read this to you. Matthew 28 verse 18 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So our word for 2021 is simply go. Just go. Jesus said in verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples. So the Greek word for go in that verse, verse 19, is this Greek word called poryuomahi, which means to, tra to, to traverse, to travel, to depart, to go away, to take a journey, to take a walk. Jesus was saying to, to his disciples, go, go. He was telling them to leave Jerusalem, to go into the world and make disciples. And that's what he's saying to us as well. He's telling us to physically walk across the room, to make disciples, to physically go, to go to the people who are in desperate need of Jesus. Our church's purpose statement is to love God, 
love people and shine Jesus. So this is part of our love people, shine Jesus section of our purpose statement. And so we need to go to people uh, to love for them and shine Jesus. I believe that we have a world of people who desperately need the love of Jesus. And it's our responsibility to not just stay in our homes, but to actually go to them and tell them about Jesus. So our message title for today is 2021 Vision, The Year We Go. And I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to give us some things that we can all do and ways that we can all go in 2021. Again, let me pray first. So God, we thank you for giving us the mission of the Great Commission to go into all the world and make disciples. So Lord, I pray that today you would help me to convey your heart. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us ears to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can fill these in on your handout if you would like. Here's point number one. We can all go in 2021 by attending the next three weeks. These are going to be some pretty simple points, by the way. Uh, We are going to start a three-week series on personal evangelism. And uh, if I hadn't been sick the last couple of weeks, I would have my message series title already set up, but I don't have it yet. But it's going to be a three-week series on personal evangelism, and it's more like training ground for the next three weeks. So I just want to encourage you, plan on coming for the next three weeks. Now, after those three weeks, we are then going to have a what I would call a seeker-friendly series. It would be the kind of series between uh, February and Easter where you can invite any of your friends and neighbors to, and, uh, and I think that they would enjoy the message. It's not just for Christians. It's for anyone who is curious about their faith, and it would be a great series to invite them to come to. But the next three weeks is for you. It's for you, the church, and is a training ground on how to do personal evangelism or why we should do personal evangelism. So I want to encourage you to plan on attending the next three weeks. Really, really important. Number two is that we can all go by giving time, blood, and money. (laughs) Yep, time, blood, and money. Let me explain. So I really believe that in 2021, uh, Lighthouse is going to grow. It's going to grow probably more than it has in any other year. And so we need everyone who calls Lighthouse their church home today to serve on a team. We need you to volunteer. So we need you to give up your time. And if you are not currently serving here at the church, we need you to serve on the coffee team, cleaning team, children's ministry, wherever, ushers, greeters. So if you are not serving, please fill out one of those cards, turn it in and say, I want to serve on a team. We need you to do that. Now, secondly, we we would like you, we don't need you to, but we would like you to actually give your blood. Um, And what I mean by that is we are going to be hosting a Red Cross blood drive here at the church. Now, the reason we're doing that, a couple reasons. One is to become more public as a church. Um, We're going to have signs out and things like that to say, come to Lighthouse. And uh, it's going to be a good thing in our community to let people know about our church. It'll also bring people from the community into our church, both the the techs who are going to be serving, but also people who are going to be donating. So it's just opening up the doors. And then it is also a way that we can give back into our community by doing something uh, really worthwhile and donating our blood into our community. So uh, you can uh, sign up uh, on the Red Cross uh, website. We'll also have a link on our website. 
Um, but I would encourage you to sign up. I think that's on February 17th. Now, one of the nice side benefits um, of signing up for the, the blood drive is that they will test your blood for antibodies. And so if you're curious as to whether or not you've had the virus uh, in the last six months or so, um, sign up, they will test it and they will let you know if you have the antibodies in your system. Now, lastly, talk about giving, being generous with your money. As I mentioned, our giving has been down, um, but I do believe that uh, as we are faithful in our tithe um, to the church, that we will be able to, to meet all of our financial needs. So just a reminder that um, if you cut back at all on your giving, just be faithful in tithing. We give 10% into our community and around the world as a church, uh, really to set an example for us as individuals as we give 10% back to God through supporting the church here. So just a reminder to be faithful in your giving, but that will help us all to go in 2021. Number three is that we can all go in 2021 by supporting the church plant. Supporting the church plant. I'm actually super excited about this. In 2018, Lighthouse began. We were a church plant. But in 2021, we get to be a sending church for our first church plant. Now, research has said that if you want to reach people for the gospel in a community, the best way to do that it's not through some big evangelism campaign. It's through planting a local church. So from the beginning of Lighthouse, I have wanted to be a sending church because I believe in the local church. And we are on the south side of Elkhart, and there is a need for a church, of a vineyard church on the north side of Elkhart. And uh, I'm super excited to announce that Tony and Katie Nenga are going to be uh, planting a new vineyard church on the north side of Elkhart. Their name of the church is Gateway Vineyard Church. And uh, the plan is for them to start meeting every Sunday on Easter Sunday. That's, that is the current plan right now. So here's four ways that you can support them with this church plan. First of all, start praying for them. Rose and I can tell you that planning a church is uh, not for the faint of heart. And uh, we had many, many people praying for us. And so they need as much prayer as they can get. Uh, secondly, encourage them. Uh, encourage Tony and Katie personally. After service, they should be out in the atrium. Just make go over there and just tell them how happy you are and excited for them because it's difficult to plant a church. It's difficult to leave uh, your church family and to go out into the unknown um, but let's be encouraging to them as our as the sending church. Also, number three would be to consider joining the team. You cannot plant a church alone. They need a team of people to support and help them. And so start praying about that. Whether or not God is calling you, <coughs> excuse me, to go to the north side of Elkhart and help them launch this new church plant. They are going to be having meetings in two weeks on Sunday, right after each service called Exploring the Church Plant. And so you can get more information in two weeks. Just plan on coming on the 24th and staying after service and getting more information about their church plant. And then number four uh, would be to financially support them. Uh, we are going to do a special offering on Palm Sunday, their last Sunday here, which would be the, the Sunday before Easter. And um, 
we're going to send them off with uh, with some financial support. And so start praying about and considering how much you would like to donate that weekend to help this church plant. But I'm super excited about the, the church plant in 2021. But that's one of the ways we're going to go um, as a larger church community in 2021. Number four, though, we can all go in 2021 by prioritizing the one. Prioritizing the one. And this has been really on my heart um, this past year as we're looking into 2021. Luke 15, uh, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about his heavenly father. And uh, let me just read this parable. He says, then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Jesus is telling this story because he wants people to understand his father's heart. God, his, his heart breaks for the one, the one that is lost. And he, he will go all over looking for the one. Now, did you realize that the only difference between the year 2020 and the year 2021 is the word one? It's the word one. This year is going to be all about the one. There are lost people all around us who need the love of Jesus. We can't reach them all, right? I can't reach them all, but I believe that every one of us can reach one. And that's our goal for 2021 is that everyone would reach one. We as followers of Jesus need to go after the one. People are being held captive to fear, to their sin, to their way of life. They're being held captive to their way of thinking. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. And we need to be willing to leave the comfort of the flock of 99, you know, our friends and our family, our comfort zone, and go after the one. Matthew 16, 18 says this. He was talking to Peter and he says, and I tell you that you are Peter and on, this, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome. He's talking about the church, that the church, that the gates of Hades will not overcome it. King James Version says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So this, this verse is interesting because he's talking about the church and that the gates of hell will, hell will not prevail over it, will not overcome it. And, and I've always thought of it as the church is solid and hell will not take it over. But guys, we're talking about gates. He's talking about the gates of hell. So I looked up the Greek word for gate and it means an entrance. Gates don't attack churches. Gates don't attack people. <clears throat> God is saying that we need to storm the gates of hell. We need to bust open the entrances, there's the word prevail, says that to prove more powerful than opposing forces, to be victorious. Guys, the gates of hell cannot prevail against a forceful attacking 
church. Now, why would we attack and really storm the gates of hell? It's to rescue the one. It's to go after the one. We need, first of all, to understand that that everyone needs Jesus, right? But we need to be willing to leave our comfort zones and to go after and fight for those who are being held captive to their sin, being held captive to their, their thoughts, and being held captive by the enemy. And we need to storm the very gates of hell to go after the one. Now, when one is rescued, when one is saved, when someone finds Jesus, um, Scripture says that all of heaven rejoices. And we are going to rejoice this year as well. That's our plan. So we are going to celebrate every single time someone becomes a follower of Jesus for the first time or they, they turn their hearts back to Jesus. And so uh, we're going to do that in a, just a simple way as a church. Um, every week, if, if someone comes to know Jesus or recommits their life, we're going to have a flower up on stage. So if two people do, we'll have we'll have two flowers. It's just going to be a subtle way this next year to celebrate when someone comes to know Jesus and to really understand that the mission of 2021, <laughs> it's not to go deeper. We've, we've done that. I mean, I hope that we all do grow spiritually this next year, but it's to go after the one and we're going to celebrate every single one. So just be looking for a vase on the stage with a flower in it and rejoice with us whenever we see one of those. So 2021 is all about prioritizing the one. Now, lastly, we can all go in 2021 by joining the fast, joining the fast. So we are having another 21 day fast here in the beginning of the year. We did this last year and I will tell you, it was extremely challenging to me personally. I've never done a 21 day fast like this before. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, it was incredibly um, beneficial spiritually. And so I'm encouraging all of us, if you consider Lighthouse your church home, to join us in this 21-day fast. So you should all have a 21-day fast commitment card. So if you would, uh, pick that up. I'm going to go through this with you rather quickly. So first of all, the dates on that are January 16th through February 5th. That starts this coming Saturday, all right? So we are starting the fast the 21-day fast this coming Saturday. And then we're going to end it three weeks later on a Friday night with an incredible night of worship. And if you were with us last year, I mean, that was one of the high points of the year for me was uh, that night of worship. So, um, but anyway, so it's that three-week period of time. And we're going to ask you, if you're going to participate with us, to go ahead and fill out this card. We already would have your name probably an email, but um, we are going to be emailing out uh, daily encouraging emails for everyone who turns in a card. So just to encourage you for the 21 days, uh, you're not going to be doing this alone, but we're going to be writing some devotionals essentially every day and sending those out to you. So you want to definitely fill out your email address so that you can be getting that every day. And then the next box here is a complete fast. So it's abstaining from all forms of food. So we are asking Again, if you're part of our church family, to pick a day, just one day, I don't know, some of you might do more than that, but we're asking everyone to pick one day during that 21-day period to pray and fast and to not eat any food. Now, some of you might say, I've never done that before in my life. 
trust me, you will not die if you skip food for one day. Um, I, <laughs> I thought I would, uh, and, but the reality is you can actually go, our human bodies are pretty um, strong. We store things up here and <laughs> we're able to go without food for several days. And so I'm asking everyone to pick a day and then to write in on here, but also to go write in on the calendar out in the atrium. Just put your name on the day and we will be lifting up those people who are fasting that day. We'll be lifting them up specifically in prayer. And uh, um, But I'm asking that every day for those 21 days has someone fasting and praying. So we as a church are fasting and praying for the entire 21 days. So please consider a food fast, complete food fast on at least one day uh, this coming 21 days. Now, the next section, I'm going to ask everyone to abstain from something for the entire three weeks, the entire 21 days. And there's a couple of options. The first one is to do a Daniel fast. And that is where you only eat fruits, vegetables, and nuts for 21 days. And uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. That's what I did last year. Had no idea how to do it last year. Um, didn't do very well with it. Ended up losing way too much weight, but I have a better plan this year. Um, but I am planning on doing a Daniel fast for 21 days. We had about 40 people who did the Daniel fast last year. And so um, I encourage you guys to jump in on that. We do have handouts on how to do a Daniel fast out at the welcome desk. So you feel free to grab one of those if you've never done it before or if you need a reminder. Um, but that is abstaining from basically meats and sugars and things like that, just having fruits and vegetables and nuts um, for 21 days. And uh, it was really challenging, but a really good uh, spiritually for us last year. And then the other option, though, is a comfort fast. So you may not be ready to jump into the Daniel fast, but we would ask that you would sacrifice something that brings comfort to you over that whole 21 days. Now, that could be... For you, it could be like, I, I have caffeine, I have coffee every day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that up, or I'm gonna give up, maybe pop is a big thing, or snacks, or sugar, or you know something like that. Now, some of you might think, well, I'm gonna just get off of social media for a full 21 days, or I'm not gonna watch any TV for 21 days. But I would just say, do something that's gonna be hard for you. Um, because it's it really, it doesn't matter what we sacrifice, it's the fact that we sacrifice. So I'm just gonna encourage you, if you did the fast last year, don't take a step back and make it easier. Let's go ahead and do at least, make it as difficult as it was last year because it's the sacrifice that really matters to God. It's not what we do, it's the fact that we're sacrificing. And so I wanna challenge you to participate in the fast this next three weeks. And then the last line on our commitment card, is the name of people to pray for. So we're just going to be praying for people that you write down here. These are people that need to know Jesus. Maybe they were a follower of Jesus at one time and they're just not doing that anymore, not going to church, not reading their Bibles, things like that. Um, you know, we'll pray for them. Or it might be somebody that you don't know. They, they may have never been to church. They may have never been a follower of Jesus. But you put your names on there, their names on there, and we will be praying for them. And then that's who you can be specifically praying for and fasting for. So I just want to encourage you, uh, join us with the fast this coming year. And you can turn these cards in, by the way, to an usher. You can put it uh, at the welcome desk. But I would encourage you to turn those in today because um, we're going to be sending out our emails starting on Saturday. So um, just encourage you to turn these in. Now, if you're not sure yet and you would like to take this week and pray about it, 
feel free to take the card home and bring it back on Sunday. But a reminder, the fast is actually starting the day before that on Saturday. So that's the last way we can all go in 2021 is to join the fast. Now I'm gonna um, turn this over to um, Matt to lead us in a time of praying for 2021 here in the main auditorium and then also to Tony in the Beacon. Uh, but have a great week. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.